0: There's three main ways you can think about how you approach your habits, goals, and plans in life. The first way is to focus on always reaching a certain minimum. I'm going to call this minimum targeting. This is where you set a very small and reasonable goal with the idea that you will always do at least that. The motivation behind this idea is that starting is often the hardest part of doing things. And so if you can get yourself to start and do that little, little bit, you'll be more likely to accrue a lot in the long run. Second approach is to target the average. So some days you'll do more, some days you'll do less, but on average, you're trying to reach some particular kind of threshold. This is also very common and this often works when the amount that you'd like to do on average is going to be quite a bit higher than the minimum. So let's say you have an idea to do a full workout routine, but sometimes your life just doesn't allow you to do that workout routine, but that doesn't mean that you don't want to set it. But in the same sense, you're also trying to sustain some kind of continuous output over a long period of time. So the idea isn't that you do this workout routine for a month or a week, but you're going to do it for maybe a year or maybe more. The final way to do things is to target the maximum. So this maximum targeting is where you're trying to concentrate all your effort into some peak moment where you're going to do something very intensely that is going to be at the limit of your abilities that you're really going to push through on things. So let's call these three approaches minimum targeting, average targeting, and maximum targeting and so the minimum targeting although I'm talking about it in fairly abstract terms is something that you've already probably heard before you've probably heard of BJ fogg's tiny habits where the idea is that you do something very very small so if you're gonna practice a language you're only gonna practice for two minutes every day or if you're gonna do a workout maybe it's just ten push-ups a day or maybe if you're going to do some meditation it's just five minutes of meditation a day Now, on their own, these habits are appallingly weak. They're not really much of anything at all. Doing two minutes of French practice a day for a year is not going to add up to enough that you can do almost anything in French. Similarly, doing five push-ups a day probably isn't going to make you in great shape. But the logic behind this type of approach is that if you can do that minimum every single day, very often you'll do more than the minimum. That if the real problem is getting started, then you want to make getting started as easy as possible. And then anything after that is just extra benefit. On the other hand, you've probably also heard of maximum targeting before, although you haven't heard of it in that terms. Deliberate practice. This is the idea behind deliberate practice is that you are focusing all your attention on achieving a peak state of performance so that you're really narrowing down exactly the skill that you want to improve and you're stretching yourself to the very limit of performance. Similarly, if you engage in some kind of competition, you go to gyms and they have 90 day fitness trials where you go every single day, or you do some boot camp and you go through some intense workout period. And often this can also work very well, that often there are barriers and these barriers are high to getting started. So meaning you can't just set a minimal habit and surmount these barriers, but if you push yourself over those barriers or if you work really hard in an intense period of time you can get over that frustration barrier to a new plateau or at least to a new level where you can then sustain it. I found for language learning that this was often the case that you needed to put in quite a bit of energy in the beginning that was outside your comfort zone to sustain it. You can also think about this in overcoming fears. If you were trying to become a public speaker maybe the simplest solution is just to do tons and tons and tons of public speaking because Even though that sounds terrifying and scary, it's going to be in total a lot of experience for just one mental act of getting over that fear. Because once you start getting on stage, you're doing it all the time and the fear is going to diminish. So these approaches seem to contradict. Minimum targeting tells you to set really, really easy goals. Maximum targeting says to set really intense goals. Average targeting says, well, set something that maybe you won't do all the time, but is still going to be, if you do it most of the time, going to be a good benchmark. So one of the things that I try to do is when I get advice that really contradicts each other, that person A is telling me this and person B is telling me something different, I try to find some way of synthesizing it. Now sometimes the right answer is just to reject the other person's advice that you know all the people that talk about this sort of maximum approach that they're kidding themselves they should all just set tiny habits. But for me personally I've tried both of these approaches and I found that they both have worthwhile starting points. So what I try to do is I try to synthesize this advice and try to figure out When do they work? When should you do one and when should you do the other? So here, I'll try to provide this as my synthesis of these ideas. Minimum targeting works well when you want something to operate in the background for a very long period of time. So this works really well for habits where the expected lifetime of the habit is extremely long, meaning you want this to go on not just for a month or three months, you want it to go on for years and decades. Second, I find minimum targeting works really well when the thing you're trying to improve is never gonna be the main focus in your life. Flossing, for instance, is never gonna be the main focus in my life, so this approach to flossing probably works better. Similarly, for me, exercise just honestly isn't usually the main focus of my life. Business goals, learning goals, travel goals, these are usually on the one, two, and three slot, and exercise is a little bit below. There are exceptions, but that's usually the case for me. So for me, in my life, exercise works better as a minimal habit because it's the kind of thing that I'm going to shrug off because I have bigger priorities. So minimal habits work well in this regard when you want to make stable long-term habits and when the thing you're working on is unlikely to be your dominant focus because it's easy to have multiple minimal habits going at the same time and over the long term you can build up stamina. Another important consideration is when in the temporal act of working on it so meaning that you go to the gym and there's a certain time period that you're going to the gym if that first period the decision to make the action and actually initiating the action is by far the most difficult that once you get to the gym you usually have a good workout that's another vote in favor of minimal habits what about focusing on the average well, focusing on the average, I think, works better when the habit of engaging in that activity has already been established. Meaning that you don't really need to set a minimal habit because you are already doing something, approaching a minimum already. That if you were to do anything as an improvement, it would have to be something more substantial than a minimal habit. So, for instance, if you're already exercising quite regularly and you're trying to get in better shape, this is when you want to adjust your approach. So you're not doing something that you're changing every single day, you have to do exactly this, but you're trying to do something that if you did this on average, if you approach this on average, it would lead to a good approach. So for me, I do these kind of approaches for my work all the time, because writing articles for me is my job. Creating this video is part of my job. This is not just something I do for leisure time. And so because this is my job, I can push myself a little bit more than, you know what, just write anything, just write anything, I can push myself a little bit more because I was already going to write something. There was no doubt about that. It's just a question of what should I write and how much should I write. But on the other hand, this is also something I want to sustain for a very long period of time. That I'm not trying to surmount some frustration barrier. I'm trying to keep up my writing schedule, my production schedule, everything for months to years to come. And so, because I am always going to be focusing and always doing it, the minimal habit is maybe not as important, but I am also trying to do something that i can sustain so i don't want to go the other direction either where i do something really really intense that there's no way that i can sustain it so the third part this maximum targeting in my mind works when you are dealing with something that resembles a frustration barrier now it could be a frustration barrier because of something affective emotional it could be that you know you're really scared of public speaking you're really scared of starting to speak a new language you're really scared of Uh, doing that project that really scares you and so just diving in jumping just getting over it whether it's fear or frustration or annoyance or irritation or just putting it on the back burner these are things that are good to do I like to do this approach when I start learning a new programming language why because the most frustrating part of learning a new programming language getting the IDE set up, getting all the libraries things, getting it so you can just compile anything without getting those weird error messages. Oh, I have to be able to download this and install this. And how do you even, what's the syntax for this? Once you can get over that, writing extra programs is not that hard. But this investment in the upfront part can sometimes take some time. So maximum targeting works well in those situations. It also works well when you are in plateaus, meaning that just putting in your normal amount of effort, your normal amount of investment is unlikely to change your behavior. So I find this is particularly the case when there is some amount of unlearning where you have some sort of behavioral or knowledge or uh, habit based repertoire that is going to be activated automatically when you do that skill and you are trying to overcome that initial impulse to do that. So. In this sense, we can think of learning as having an accumulative property. So if you're learning new vocabulary in a language, this is an accumulation. Each new word stacks up and adds on to the others. But there's also an element of unlearning or removing bad patterns. So the pronunciation in a language is very often this aspect that you start off pronouncing it in a way that feels comfortable to you. But if you keep pronouncing it that way, pronouncing it that way, pronouncing it that way, for years it can be very hard to undo those mistakes if you find out actually it's not pronounced exactly that way it's pronounced a little bit differently and similarly if you're learning sports or if you're learning things that require this unlearning maximum targeting can also often work well because you need to temporarily get over this hump and then you can get onto a new plateau or you can temporarily undo the training of your old skills which is unlikely to happen if you just said okay i'm just going to do five minutes of practice a day or i'm just going to do this hour a day you might need to intensely focus for a period of time so think about these three strategies minimum targeting average targeting and maximum targeting and whenever you hear people telling you different strategies in life things that you should do for your exercise for your business for your goals Try to mentally lump them into one of those categories. Is this person trying to suggest always doing a stable minimum? Are they trying to suggest maintaining a consistent average that you don't always accomplish because it's not trivial to do, but you're trying to do on average for a long period of time? Or are you trying to? Overcome some performance barrier to really accomplish something, but it's probably not sustainable to put in that intensity of effort forever unless it's something that you're truly obsessed with and it's your number one priority in life. And then when you think about these ideas, also ask yourself Does this strategy suit my particular situation? So, again, if this isn't going to be a focus for you, if getting initiated is the hard part, if this is something that you really want to sustain as a habit for years, then why are you doing this maximal targeting strategy where you're putting in a burst of incredible energy? How many times do you hear people where, you know, exercise is not the priority for them. They are someone who they really should just start going to the gym and yet they join a seven day boot camp where they're working out so hard that they're sore and they can't move for the next days. Hmm. So think about that. Whenever you approach strategies or whenever you get advice, try to think about what is the person trying to advocate and also does this suit the situation?